Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. We are so honored to pastor this church. We call Live. Our motto is our life His way. We believe that God is restoring, reviving, and renewing every day. And I'm excited about what God is doing in our lives. And I just wanted to talk about it uh, as we were in, in prayer. I just felt that. I just felt us. I felt our praise and our worship clogged <laughs> with unnecessary things. If it is necessary, it's not necessary now. You understand? Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's not necessary now. And because we have such priority on things, we clutter our lives and we invite frustration. You understand stress and stuff because we have to have what we want now. Even if it's out of God's timing, we don't even consider God's timing. We think, we think desire equals ready. Like just because I want it now, that must mean I'm ready for it now. No. Your, your, your four-year-old might want a, a car. It doesn't mean they're ready for it. So desire does not equal prepared. Nine times out of ten, God gives you desire so you can begin to prepare for it. So you can desire a spouse, but it doesn't mean go on dates today. It means get your credit together. It means, okay, never mind. No, never mind. <laughs> Y'all about to leave already. Y'all don't like this? Desire does not equal prepared. And we think just because we're, we want it now that we're ready for it now. God will drop desire so you can prepare for it. All right? Not to go for it. Prepare for it. So no, let's not mix up, you know, what, what God is dropping in your spirit. If he's dropping, you know, if you feel a desire, that means let me prepare for what I'm about to come into. But if you go after it now, you will be, it will be dysfunctional. It will be all over the place. I thought God wanted this woman. Yeah, his way, his time. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm trying to relieve frustration, self-inflicted frustration, self-inflicted disorder, self-inflicted, self-inflicted dysfunction. We literally put it on ourselves, literally, by being so thirsty Let your preparation be as aggressive as your desire. Uh-oh. Woo. You can desire a spouse so badly. Never mind, I ain't going to say that because that's not fair. No, what I was going to say is not fair. I was going to say, but your bank account doesn't desire. But that's not fair because I got married with no money. She said, yep. <laughs> But the Lord, I, I, I believe the Lord told me to get married at that time. She had money. She took care of us the first. She had money. She, y'all, y'all clapping. Her father passed and left her some inheritance. So we lived off that for a little while. And now she ain't got to worry about nothing. But that's our testimony. That's our testimony. <laughs> Don't find a deadbeat dude like, well, Pastor Ty had to, no. <laughs> I, go ahead, get that microphone, love, because you, you talk with me. Turn her mic up, please. But, but he had a vision, and he started what he planned during that time. He was just getting started. He was working and doing all of that stuff, so. I had a vision, and I was working, huh? And you was working on the Thank vision. Thank you, babe. Thank you. Uh-huh. Amen. I love you so much. I knew what God showed me. I knew what he, well, I felt like I knew. At that time, I didn't really know God's voice like that, but I was still learning. I'm still learning today. I'm still, uh, matter of fact, if you're in a relationship with God at all, it's all by faith. <laughs> you believe that's his voice. It's all by faith. And as you continue to hone that relationship, then you'll know uh, more if it's him. But I don't want us to uh, just, I-, I want us to stop. It's almost like a cutter. They just 
You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're slicing yourself. You're trying to. You're slowly killing yourself by making your desires priority. I want y'all to just think about that for a second. How are my desires killing me today? Strong desires that you have, goals, visions, dreams, whatever you have, how is that stressing you out today? Are you frustrated that you don't have it right now? Especially when you look at her and him and them. Let's talk about it. We're talking about the surrender all month, all right? This is a September to remember. September to remember because it's a September we surrender. Has anybody been surrendering anything? You ain't got to raise your hand. Just think about it. I've been surrendering all month, uh, starting with offense, as we talked about, bitterness and things like that. Now we're on surrender success. Surrender what you believe success is, your idea of success. Surrender that. Because if someone comes and gives you their success story, you'll think that's what it takes to get your success. If David came to you and told you his success story, you'll look for a giant to kill. But that's his success story. If Moses told you his, you'll look for a Red Sea and be like, something wrong with my rod. Ain't nothing going to happen with just that. That's his success story. And I wanted y'all to laugh at that because that's how we look. We think going viral is the answer. Or going, we, I don't know what we think the answer is, but nine times out of ten is based on someone else's success story. When your success is in your secret place. We've been talking about the secret place. I don't got time to break all that down tonight for first-time visitors. I'm so glad you all are here. God bless you. If you're here for the first time, wave at me. Hi. How you doing? Hi. How are you? Thank you for coming. Thank you. All right, so I'll explain the secret place a little bit. <laughs> the secret place is the place where we say you already know. God knows how to speak to everything he created, from humans to animals to insects. And I know it's funny, but I always talk about the plagues of Israel, the 10 plagues, when the locusts came in and destroyed everything. How did all the locusts know at one time to go to one region and just agitate one area? God spoke to locusts. Elijah was out and he spoke to the raven, go feed my prophet. He speaks to animals. He speaks to, how did they come two by two to Noah's Ark? He didn't put up a post. God spoke to animals. God speaks to everything that exists. He spoke to the waters and says, hey, stand up, the Red Sea. Stand up on both sides. My kids are coming through. He speaks to elements to the point where the disciples was like, what manner of man is this? That even the winds and the seas obey him. So he knows how to speak to every created thing in their secret place, including you. And most people think God is not speaking to us because I ain't saved yet. I ain't go to church yet. I ain't read the Bible. We got all these excuses as to why we don't believe God is speaking to us. But he is. In our secret place, he speaks to all of us. We said in things like this, something told me not to. Something. Something. Stop calling something something and call it Jesus, please. It's God. God is speaking to you. God the Father. The Father. Matthew 6, 6 says, you pray, go into your closet, close the door, and pray to the Father who is in secret, who is in the secret place. And he who sees in secret will reward you openly. So we started this whole series, first time visitors, on the secret place where you can't hide from God. He sees your thoughts. He sees what you're about to think. The Bible says he knows my thoughts afar, afar off. While it's on the way to you, God is like, don't think that. Okay, go ahead. He knows what you're about to contemplate. People know your decisions. God knows your contemplations. <laughs> so you can't afford, you don't have the leisure to hang out with unrighteous thoughts. Because though your neighbor don't see it, somebody sees it. Yeah, I, I changed my whole... He, David said, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Even though nobody's watching and you in the corner on your phone and your DMs, somebody see it. Matter of fact, the one that matters sees it. The one that can judge your outcome sees it. So we're talking about the secret place. The secret place, I'm sorry I can't really go into that too much longer because I want to get to this. So success is in the secret place. 
So surrender what you think success is. Success is not an outer thing. Success, like anything else, results in outer things. But success is in the secret place. Love is an inner thing, but it's expressed outwardly. The Bible says that Jesus, so, so Jesus said, have they eaten yet? No, they haven't eaten. Well, bring me something. Let's go get some food. Well, a little boy brought two fish, five loaves of bread. Jesus took it, blessed it, broke it, gave it, right? He fed 5,000. That scripture started with him saying, and Jesus had compassion on them. So love was first. His love in his secret place caused him to express his love in feeding 5,000. So love is in the secret place, but it expressed outwardly. Success is in the secret place, and you see it outwardly. We go for what we think outward success is, and we still have no inner peace. You go for what you think love is. Out, we holding hands. We in love. That boy thinking about six other. Okay. <laughs> you talking about men, the woman. Jesus said, go get your husband. I ain't got no husband. Yeah, you got five. And the one you're with now ain't yours. So she has six other men. So why y'all talking about men? The women had six. So we all getting worked on by Jesus. Amen. We all getting worked on by, worked on by Jesus. Speaking of Jesus, he got baptized and a sound from heaven said, that's my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He did nothing. Jesus didn't perform miracles. He didn't do anything, but God is well pleased with him. So what makes you think you have to perform for God to be pleased with you? Let's start right there. Success. Surrender what you think success is. Forget performance. It's not doing something. It's being something. If you're a child of God, he's pleased with you. And whatever condition you're in, it's quiet over here. Where, where am I? Y'all mighty patty cake tonight. Who, love, who, 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 who can I preach to tonight? Where my praise section at, please? Praises are right here. Okay, I'll stay right here. Y'all all right. I'll come to y'all in a minute. I don't have to do anything for him to love me. His love is not based on my performance. It's based on my posture. If any man be in Christ, he's a new loved creature. So it's not what are you doing, it's where are you? Are you in Christ? Well, you're loved. You're loved. Matter of fact, I'm sorry about the Father, you're loved when you exist. Before you're saved, you're loved. While we were yet sinners. Okay, are y'all with me? You, you are loved because you are here. God never created anything he does not love. He looked back on day one and said, it's good. Day two is everything I create is good to me. And when you came out your mother's belly, he said, that's pleasing to me. You might not like me, but God thinks the world of me. I'm trying to tell you right now. Look at your neighbor and say, like me or not? I'm already loved. So I don't go after success through my performance. The world describes you by what you do. Jesus is 30 years old. 30 years old, just got baptized. They've been saying he's the son of God since he was born. And he didn't do nothing son of God-ish. 30 years? You, you ain't do nothing God-ish. You ain't taught. You, what? So Satan came to tempt him. If you're really who you say you are, do something. And that's the culture. I'm about to... The culture will say, you ain't nothing unless you do something. You need to look back at the culture and say, yes, I am somebody. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Before I do one thing, I'm accepted. Because if you need to perform for acceptance, who are you when you're not performing? Now you're never safe around anybody. If they just like the way you sing, at dinner you gotta sing. At the movies you gotta sing. At the mall you gotta sing. In the car you gotta sing. At the car wash, at Chick-fil-A. Everywhere he go, if they like you just because you sing, you're gonna have to do that to be loved by them. Aren't you glad you have a father that you ain't gotta do nothing but breathe around him and he's head over heels in love with you? Somebody scream, I'm already loved. 
You ain't got to like me. You ain't got to like my outfit. You ain't got to like my hairstyle. You ain't got to like, but I'm already loved. That's the headache we put on ourselves. Trying to be loved by clowns we got to perform for. Only perform when you get paid. Uh-oh. Sorry. Don't perform in a relationship. Don't perform at home, you home. If you work at Disney, you better click them heels and perform. Only there. I'm only performing if it's a check connected to it. Other than that, I need to surround myself with people who love me for me. When my breath stink, when it smell like Skittles. I... I'm not performing for you. And if you really love me, I don't have to. Woo! This is so good, man. But if you have approval, approval addiction and people pleasing, people pleasing, you gotta, you gotta be loved and liked by everybody. So you, you go home and you finally hit your bed completely depleted. And everybody like, oh, did you, Cynthia is the, I love Cynthia. She always funny. She always got, and Cynthia is about to pass out dehydrated. Oh, okay, okay. You happy she stayed at your house three days. She almost died. Because she was on stage for three days. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't need no stage with me. I love you just like that. I love you. You don't need no stage. Tell somebody else, you don't need no stage with me. Look at somebody else and say, this is the no stage zone. You are safe here. You are loved here. You are accepted here. You are, man, let your hair down. Take your hair off. Do whatever you got to do. You are loved here. We're not playing. Uh-uh. You don't need lashes for me to love you. No, I love you just like that. You're my father's child. And you got to have that attitude. If people don't love you like that, miss me. I'll see you next time. I hope I see you next lifetime, but I ain't about to perform for your acceptance. Hallelujah. What have you achieved? So what you do? That's the first question. What's your name, Ty? What you do? I, I'm saved. Uh-oh. I'm in the kingdom. I'm loved by an everlasting father. Take me or leave me. I ain't got a lot of money, but I got joy. I ain't got a lot of money, but I got peace. I ain't got a lot of talent, but I got some wisdom. What's up? the stuff that matters. I got the non-perishables. I said I got non-perishables. <laughs> what? Most of us will consider ourselves worthwhile if we score sufficient success in family, work, school, church, relationships. And when we don't, we may move harder and faster and go inward into depression out of shame that I ain't got what everybody else got. Yeah. Or you blame others for your predicament. Well, if I had a father, I would be more, well, my mother, well, I had a divorce, so that left me kind of, you just blame everyone for what you, for the state you're embarrassed to be in. Come on, y'all, we're going to talk real tonight? So now you, so let's, let's first of all talk about why you're embarrassed to be in that state. Embarrassment is a seed of pride. I don't want people to see me like this. Uh, okay. We don't like that P word, but pride is in the makeup of our first nature. Not just sin, pride. All that's in the world is the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Embarrassment comes from a seed of pride. If I just, ooh, oh, excuse me. So God, I'll keep teaching. 
If I was embarrassed, I'd be like, oh my God, I'll just leave the church. Like, You feel like you can't bounce back from an error. Come on, y'all. Make a mistake in front of me. I'm going to hold you up. Fall in front of me. I'm going to pick you up. A just man falls seven times. It ain't about how many times you fall. Good God. It's about how many times you get back. Scream at your neighbor. Say, get back up. Nobody care where you fell. Nobody care how you fell. Get up. It's more amazing to get up after a crazy fall. Get up. Don't stay down. Get up. I'm screaming tonight. I feel this thing. Get up. Get up. Get up. I know you fell. I know it's a mistake. You might be embarrassed, but get up. You could have lost everything, but if you still got that breath, you still got purpose. Oh, my God. You still got destiny. You can take everything but my breath and let everything that has breath. Breath. I got uh uh-oh. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Can I hear you do it right now, Liv? Jesus, 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 Jesus. Number one success trap, performance. It's what I do that makes me who I am. It's what I do that accrues success in my life. Number two thing, we talk about, I'm just going through it real quick, y'all. Possessions. What I have. What I have. So what I do is performance. What I have is possessions. This culture measures our success by what we own. That's why we walk around with all these LV labels, like, how you doing? You good? Okay, cool. $4 in the bank, but Chanel bag. You good? I see you. All right. You all right? I am too. Oh, yeah. Newest kicks. Seven premium dollars in the bank. Seven premium dollars. American <laughs> crisp dollars but the newest shoes on cause success is measured by what you own Ooh, and you feel less than relevant if you don't have the latest oh let's talk this the pressures of society this ain't got nothing to do with kingdom or identity but we put it in that category y'all I'm about to I'm about to wear this same outfit the rest of the month and see what y'all say about me. Because my clothes don't define me. My blood does. And when he shed his... Okay, I got to get out of here. They spend about $15 million, excuse me, $15 billion a year seducing children and teens to believe They have to have the latest. $15 billion a year in marketing, advertisement, social media, all these things. They use influencers influencers on social media. Say, you ain't got the latest rag? This rag will wipe your sweat. Ma! Ma! Can I get a rag? Girl, if you don't go upstairs, get that rag. Stop leaving me alone. Shut up and sit down. No, I need the Kardashian rag. It wipes the sweat. $15 billion a year to seduce youth and young adults 
to believe they have to have. They're trying to move the culture to a place of control. The Antichrist is setting up himself. Right? The false prophet is getting his sermons together. The end is near. They're setting you up to get in the place where they can control you. But the control will never be called control. It will always be called convenience. I got to get out this church tonight. Woo! I know y'all didn't come here for this, but you're going to get it anyway. You should have came tomorrow. I'm not here. Convenience. We have moved so far from the original, from God's original intent that it doesn't make, let, let, let's talk about like, uh, you never heard of a horse accident. And I know I'm being ancient and I'm, I'm being exaggerated. God's mode of transportation back for us was like animals. Horses, donkeys, cats. You don't get in horse accidents. They don't crash into each other. I mean, unless you're in a war and they just charge and the horse like, oh my God, I gotta keep going? Really? Oh man. Like, I, I feel sorry for horses charging another horse. But there are no horse accidents because God's original design had safety in it. But car, man-made. As we progress in technology, we progress towards death. Death of the mind. I don't even know my wife's number. It's just babe on my phone. It's convenient, but my brain is working less. I don't even know how to get to the Millennium Mall from here, but I got navigation system. Uh, it's convenient, but what if I follow it and end up in Jacksonville? I don't know. It seems convenient, but they can flip it at any time to be controlling. Everything that's smart makes us dumb. Smartphones. Okay. Smart TV. You ain't got to know what channel. You can speak to your remote. The, 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 the finals, please. The finals just come on. You don't even know what channel it is now. Everything smart makes us dumb. But it's setting us up for this age of convenience where we're totally dependent on technology. And at any point, they can push a button and shut it all down. Uh-oh. Never mind. So let me stay on the Bible because y'all... Okay. So they, they, they spent $15 billion. Did I tell y'all that already? Seducing children and teens. As adults, we measure ourselves through comparison of what we own. Comparison. Who got the most money? Who got the best body? Who got the best education? Who got the most awards? Who got the most degrees? Who has the most attractive, attentive husband? Who got the flyest, beautiful wife? We, we measure ourselves by that, by comparison. And, when, and we can believe that others have a greater degree. We believe that others who have, excuse me, a greater degree of these things are more loved by God. So if I got three cars and you got a bike, God loves me more than you. That's what we just think. What's your prayer life like? You got three cars. I still got a bus pass. What's, what's your, we, we think God is closer to those who have more. Or we think I'm doing something wrong and they're doing something right. That adds stress. You could be content in your life, but somebody else got more. And it's like, man. You can love your studio apartment till somebody got a two-bedroom. Like, where, where, all this extra room. And don't work at the same place where somebody got more than you. We got the same job. Comparison kills security. Comparison kills contentment. Comparison can kill identity. Here's what the Bible says about it. First scripture of the night. <laughs> Corinthians, first, 2 Corinthians 10, 12, it says, For we dare not class ourselves 
or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. Another version of the scripture says to compare yourself with another is not wise. Can I help y'all real quick? I'm not saying it's not true. It's not wise. They got more than me. It's true. It's not wise to compare. Are you understand what I'm saying? All their kids is healthy. My kid has the flu. That comparison is true, but it's not wise to compare. Because God reigns on the just and the unjust. Nobody can do anything to earn God's goodness. It's all his grace. Never mind. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It's not wise to compare. That's what jealousy comes in at. And jealousy is as cruel as the grave, the Bible says. Everybody was cool with Joseph until the father gave him a different coat. Who you think you are? And now he's getting beat up and thrown in a pit only because the father blessed him differently. Not blessed him only. Blessed him differently. Man, we about to get into this. It don't mean God loved me more because my house is bigger. It, it, don't mean, it don't mean God loves you. I got to watch my... So you understand what I'm saying? So when you, step out of, when you step out of that secret place, when you and God have that communion and you know who you are in God and you start seeing everybody else and you start measuring yourself by other people, you should only measure yourself by what he's saying you are, who he's saying you are. Anytime you feel yourself going into that, you know, that comparison, uh, jealousy, vein, I'm not calling you jealous because you're so good and pure, but I'm saying, if you find yourself looking down jealousy lane or envy lane, you need to check back in with the secret place. Father, who do you say I am? Okay, I'm fearfully, okay, thank you, thank you for that reminder. Okay, yeah, I'm on the right path. Okay, yeah, thank you. I'm not out of line. Thank you. I'm at your, at your pace, you'll bless me. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, okay, I got, you know the plans that you have for me. Thank you. You know, you're bringing me to an expected end. Thank you for that You better check back in. Look at your neighbor say, it's time for a checkup. Okay, never forget when we step out of the secret place, we not only leave the father who instructs us, but we leave, he identifies us and affirms us, but we leave love. God is love, right? We leave joy in his presence. It's fullness of joy. And that is right here in our pleasures forevermore. And once we leave, watch this, once we leave those core identity and security anchors, once we leave that hearing God for our lives, the flesh is waiting to compensate for what's missing. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? So once we leave the security and the identity of who he's telling us we are, so God might be telling you, you are this, and you don't see it in your family. You don't see it at your job. You don't see it on social media. It don't matter. So don't compare. Don't compare. Nobody else took down the giant but one. Nobody else parked the Red Sea but one. Maybe you're that one. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm the one. Good God Almighty. I feel that in here. It's a whole bunch of ones in here. God has singled you out. God has called you out. You're not amongst your family. You're not nothing like your friends. You're a little bit different. Everybody thinks you're weird. You're not weird. You're one. You're the one. Somebody scream again. I'm the one. I'm the one God's going to use to break the generational curse. Say, I'm the one. I'm the one that's going to have a successful marriage in my family. Say, I'm the one. I'm the one that's going to leave an inheritance for my children's children. Say, I'm the one. I'm the one that's going to walk in anointing and authority. Say, I'm the one. I'm the one that's going to seek the kingdom first. Say, I'm the one. It doesn't matter who's doing it or who's not. If he told me to do it, I'm the one that's going to do it. So now, once you leave that place where you hear him, and you know who you are in him. You now are in this insecure space where the flesh has been waiting for you. So this is the door, your secret place. This is the door. As soon as you leave the door, boom. He's waiting for you. 
He's waiting for you. You don't feel love, do you? This girl over here love you to death, bro. You don't feel love, do you, sweetheart? No. This man loves you. The flesh is waiting to compensate. <laughs> Look at you. You all you feel alone, don't you? Well, he's lonely too. Y'all should just. I mean, I'm just saying, you you want to drink? Whatever it is. Well, I mean, the Bible puts it this way. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible puts it this way. Genesis. 4 verse 6 and the Lord said to Cain why are you so angry out of the father's presence anger is there right and why are you why do you look so annoyed yeah he said if you do well believing me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me will you not be accepted Thank you for that clap in the back, brothers. If you do what's pleasing to me, won't you be? Why are you so angry and disgruntled and annoyed? Every you irked all day, every day. You just got irritated. Just uh, what's wrong? God is like, what's wrong? When you do what pleases me, peace comes with pleasing me. It's quiet to my right. Let me go to my left. Joy comes with pleasing me. So why are you annoyed? You must not be pleasing me. You must be seeking to please you. Uh oh, uh oh. If you're irked and irritated with everything in your life, you're seeking to please you and not him. Excuse me, you could be seeking to please you and not him. If you do what's right and accepted, won't you be accepted? And if you don't do well, if you ignore my instruction in the secret place, in the secret place, I'm telling you, don't do that. Do that. Don't go there. Go there. Don't read that. Read that. Don't look at that. Look at that. Don't think that. I'm telling you in your secret place. If you ignore my instruction, sin lies at the door. Sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you. His desire for you is to overpower you, but you must master it. When you don't do what God tells you to do, sin is waiting to accommodate any lack in your life. I got you. Drugs is like, I got you. Alcohol, like, I got you. Don't you worry about a thing. I got you. Sex and all that, I, I got you. Bitterness is like, I got you. Unforgiveness is like, come here, you little buddy, come here. Yeah. Offense, anger, and stress is like, I got you. Come on. God, is God, God just wants everything his way. I got you. What you want? It's about you. Sin is like Burger King. Have it your way. I ain't going to Burger King no more. <laughs> Ever. It's over. Ever. The Bible says, the next verse, let me go. Let me just say a couple scriptures really quick. Are y'all still with me tonight? Yeah. All right. The Pharisees who were lovers of money were listening to these things and were sneering and ridiculing him, Jesus. So he said to them, you are the one who declare yourselves just and upright in the sight of men, but God knows your hearts, your thoughts, and your desires, and your secrets. So they're mocking Jesus, they're ridiculing him, and they're sneering at him, all because they loved money. And Jesus was messing up their economic system. He was teaching them kingdom principles when they already had a system set up to get their money, to do all of this thing. So because they were lovers of money, look at the heart. See, only God knows where the snickering comes from. All you hear is the snickering. So don't go snicker for snicker. You, uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? If somebody comes at you, don't come back at them. Because the root of why they're coming at you is not what they said. She thinks she's so cute. She needs to sit down. If you only knew, girl, sometimes I felt like, don't respond to that. That's not even their heart. Their heart is she's walking in her purpose, and I'm not. Okay, it got quiet over here. He's doing what God told him to do, and I'm not. You think you cool. I don't think I'm cool. Don't respond. Don't do that. Their heart was they were lovers of money, which is why they mocked Jesus. They never said, we love money. Shut up. They're not going to say that. People are not going to speak their heart. They're not going to speak why they really hate you. They're not going to talk about why they really dislike you. Because then they're going to have to face themselves. I got to get out to church tonight. How? If they really told you why they hate you, they will start crying. Because they don't like something about themselves. 
that's why the Bible says bless them that curse you because they don't even realize they're cursing you because they're out of line bless them just bless them y'all do good to people that hate you because they they ain't just hating you they hate themselves so bless them Look at your neighbor and say, God bless you. I love you. I'm not, I'm not saying they're a hater, but just look at your friend. God bless you. I know you talk about me all day, all night, but God bless you. You must not like your life. You don't like your eye color. You don't like your left leg. Don't go back and forth with people who hate on you. Because they're not even given the true reason why they hate you. Because the truth is, they don't hate you. Themselves. Let me get out of this church, please. You look all upright in front of the people of men. But God knows your heart, your thoughts, your desires, and your secrets. Oh, and while we're talking about success, that which is highly esteemed among men is detestable in the sight of God. So what's highly valuable in the culture, God is like, another verse that says abomination. Abomination is different from like sin. Abomination like literally makes God, the Bible says vomit. I'd rather make you mad than make you sick. Like if I walk in the room, here go Ty. Yeah, that's me. But here go Ty. That's another level. Okay, y'all missed what I just said. That's a deeper thing. If you start, if you get nauseous when I walk in the room, I need to pray. Or you need to pray. What's highly esteemed among men is abomination to God. It makes him sick that my children go after these awards. It makes me sick that my kids think making it is BET. It makes me sick that my kids think viral is victory. It makes me sick. It makes me sick that over a thousand likes is success. Y'all, I'm trying to help you. I I saw somebody's page and it was like, this guy's a a huge success now with over over 1.5 million uh, people following him. I'm like, so that's success? They ain't got to know you. You They don't have to know your content. You don't have to have wisdom. If you have a million followers, you are considered a... This is so low. The standard is so low, I can't go low enough to show you how low the standard is. Now my knees hurt trying to prove a point to y'all. It's so low, and we look up to it so high as if we ain't got God on the inside of us. We got the world shaker on the inside of us, and we're talking about some likes. The devil is... Look at your neighbor and say, I'm somebody with three likes. Matter of fact, two likes. Uh oh, matter of fact, one like. Uh oh, if I don't post, I'm somebody. Yeah. Okay, okay. We got visitors, don't I want to scare them? That's a visitor? All right, my man, I'm sorry, I'm trying to yell too loud. As a child of God, we weigh value on likes, and likes just came out. Followers just came out. So our value is now interwoven into society's esteem. Whatever they highly esteem is our new goals as believer. Surrender success. Forget about it. Paisan. Any Italians in here? Okay, never mind then. Juan, where you at? Steve, you are? You half Italian? What? That's my brother-in-law. I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> What's the other half? Irish? What's the other half? 
Somebody say, like, he's a soul brother number three. Soul brother number three, baby. Number three. Y'all give it up for my brother-in-law, Steve Toy. Now somebody shout hallelujah. So if I highly esteem worldly things, I invite depression and stress and low self-esteem in my life. If I highly esteem worldly accolades and what they value, I then become not enough. So now you think you got to wear your hair like the girl who got all the likes to get somebody's attention. You got to now add up to their expectations, but not your father's. We ignore the Bible's expectations to serve societies. And God is he's, he's nauseous looking at his people. Nauseous. This is not what I intended. Oh my God. I mean, they're in church and they, but they, oh God. He's nauseous that our drive every day is to, to make it, 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 to make it. And he's like, oh my goodness. Just seek me. Because you could be lied to in the process of what you think success is. What time is it, my love? You can be lied to. The devil can whisper things into your, to your spirit. 8.50, all right, I got 10 minutes. The enemy can whisper things because you have such an aggressive pursuit outside of your secret place of what you think making it is. Right? I thought it was Grammys and albums. I got two Grammys, and I'm like, eh. Yeah, I got two. How you doing? But it does nothing for me. Half of y'all didn't know that. So what does it do for me? All I get to do is say it. And y'all be like, oh, cool. What's your next point, bro? <laughs> I can't go home after telling y'all that. I got two Grammys. Bye. So what? Next. <laughs> it does nothing for me. I got Soul Train Awards. I got Dove Awards. I got Stella Awards. Half of y'all don't know what Stellas are. It's the Gospel Awards. Oh, yeah, that one. Okay, I got it. <laughs> BET Award. Oh, I got a BET Award. I lost that one to Lecrae one year, and then Kirk Franklin next year. But I... <laughs> Don't clap for that. I don't want that. That's worldly stuff. That's my point. <laughs> Would you look at me differently if I had a BET Award? Okay. So why go for it? BET Award for me. Employee of the month for you. I don't know. I'm not trying to belittle you. I just don't know. I'm saying from that to that. I don't know. I don't know what high is to you. But high in the world is low to God. So, Lord, next scripture. Let me get y'all out of here. We'll go more into it Sunday. And I can't wait for Sunday. I can't wait for Sunday. I can't wait for Sunday. I done told her when I'm going to preach Sunday, it's going to be good. So, listen, Proverbs says, keep deception and lies far from me. I could be deceived thinking success is one thing. I could be lied to thinking, girl, you got to do this to get to that level. Boy, you got to do this. If you do this, they'll put you, and you do this, they'll play your songs more on radio. If you, you could be lied to and deceived in pursuit of success. The most vulnerable people are aggressive success seekers. Keep deception and lies far from me. He says, give me neither poverty nor riches. Wisest man in the world, Solomon. Richest man in the world, Solomon said, don't give me poverty and don't give me riches. But feed me with the food. That, just give me my portion. Is that anybody's prayer in here tonight? I'm not trying to be super rich, but I don't want to be super broke. Give me my portion. I just want what's mine. I don't want Tim's. I don't want Brandon's. I don't want... I just want what belongs to me because what God has for me is for me. Nobody can take what's yours. Lord, give me my... Somebody say, I just want what's mine. I don't want your man. I don't want your woman. I want what's mine. I don't want your husband. I don't want your wife. I want what's mine. I don't want your promotion. I don't want your house. I, da, 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 ya, ya. I want what's mine. I just want my portion. And if it's smaller than yours, so be it. It's mine. 
Does anybody love their kids less because they're short? No. I don't care if my kid ain't tall as yours, it's mine. Just give me what's, y'all, was that not a good example? That wasn't a good example? I'm sorry. Just give me what's mine. The next verse says this. I'm not going to finish this tonight, but this is so good for my soul. He says, empty out of my heart everything that is false. Same scripture, different way. Every lie. Empty out of my heart everything that is false. That's good right there. Because you can have a false view of yourself. You can think you deserve more. Uh-oh. You can have a false view of yourself. Lord, empty my heart of everything that is false. Every lie society tells me. You must look like this. You must do. And every crooked thing. And give me neither undue poverty nor undue wealth but rather feed my soul with the measure of prosperity that pleases you. That, I'm ready to go home. Did y'all hear what I just said? So if I think I deserve a Bentley, that could be a false thing I'm telling myself. So empty my heart of every lie and false thing so I won't be depressed and discouraged that I don't have a Bentley. Because if I think I deserve it now and don't have it, I'm walking around... I can't praise God. I'm not grateful. So empty my heart of every false thing and every lie. And don't give me undue poverty or undue wealth. This is a very mature, wise thing this man is saying. We'll break it down a little bit more Sunday. But rather feed my soul with the, give me the measure of prosperity that pleases you. When you're talking to the giver of all things, you don't try to get everything out of him in one, one visit. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes I sing or preach for people who are very good friends of mine and they're very, very well off. And I don't try to mess up the relationship by putting a price on it. Like how much, how much should you, how much you charge us to sing? Man, whatever, whatever you want to give me, I, literally like whatever <laughs> prosperity that pleases you, give it to me. Because the relationship means more to me than what I can get from you. So we need to be like that with God. Like, Lord, give me whatever pleases you. If I'm prospered to this degree and it pleases you, I'm safe. I'm protected. I'm going to say it again. I'm safe. I'm protected. You want a house on the hill that shines bright? That could be a target. I mean, I'm safe. I'm protected, and I'm in your will. Let me, let me do one more verse, and then I'll let y'all go. Oh! Oh! Oh, my gosh! Oh! This Bible is richy rich. Do you hear me? All right, here we, um, all right, let's do the next verse really quick. Oh, it's up there. May my satisfaction be found in you. Yeah. Secret place. I'm satisfied in the secret place. I'm successful in the secret place. I don't need outward things to say I'm successful. God tells me who I am. God tells me what to do. When I do it, it's success. That's why Jesus said, it is finished. That was success to him, and it looked like a failure. It looked like a loss, but it's the greatest victory. It's the reason why we're all here. So if Jesus measured success by the, those times, he would have became the king. He would have set up a throne there. He would have been on it and had his staff and had his... If he measured success by those times, he would be that kind of king. But Jesus measured his success by his instructions in the secret place. Therefore, he could say, it is finished and it looked the worst. Don't let me be so rich that I don't need you or so, so poor that I have to resort to dishonesty just to make ends meet. 
and my life will never detract from bringing glory to your name. Let my satisfaction be in you. Don't give me too much where I feel like I'm doing it on my own and I don't need you. Because that's the propensity of the flesh. I know y'all say you love them and I'll never do that. Yeah, okay. Billion dollars hit your cash app tonight. I'll see you Sunday. Maybe not. You're going to be on your new yacht. Like, oh, it is church today. That's right. <laughs> Whoa. I forgot that li- li- live right there. Live. Mm-hmm. Don't give me too much where I feel like I'm, uh, my flesh would be tempted to feel like I don't need you. You can tell someone's true character about how they treat people they don't need. Uh-oh. You can tell somebody's true character by how you treat the janitor, how you treat, the, how you treat people you don't need. So don't give me too much. Or don't make me so poor that I resort, resort to dishonesty just to make ends meet. Just give me my portion. Tonight I'm just going to leave you at that. Let your prayer be, Lord. Not too much, not too little. I just want my portion. Whatever you believe is mine in this season, I trust you with my portion. I see more and I may desire more here and there, but I trust you with my portion. When I trust you, I'm not missing anything. People can seem to pass me. I can always be the bridesmaid and never the bride. And it seems like I'm missing my time. But when I trust your portion for me, I know I'm not missing anything. People coming out with music and people, I'm a musician. So that's why I talk about music and albums a lot. But whatever your profession is, just, just preach to yourself. People coming out with music and albums and you're like, I can't write two verses. When I trust your portion for me nobody can take what you have for me and I'm not missing my season I'm not missing my moment I'm not missing my time what God has for me when he has it for me it can't go nowhere it's caught in the thicket like the ram in the bush God has a ram in the bush for everybody in here who dare believe him who dare trust him who dare have faith who dare surrender your idea of success if you surrender your idea of success He'll bless you with exceeding abundantly. Above all, you can ask a think. Most, most of our frustration can come from what we believe we should have now. Instead of trusting his portion for you. Everybody's standing. worship the Lord for his word. Just say thank you Jesus. Everybody clap your hands and worship him for his word. Thank you Jesus. Come on, tell him thank you Jesus. If you believe it, he's going to give you your portion. Give him praise right here. He's not going to give you too much. He's not going to give you somebody else's. But whatever he has designed for you in your life, you're not going to miss it. Live, let me encourage you tonight. You're not going to miss it. You're not going to miss your moment. You're not going to miss your season. You're not going to miss your time. delight yourself look may my satisfaction be found in you when you delight yourself in him he gives you the desires of your heart amen father i thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice i pray that we rest and relax take the pressure of the culture and society off of ourselves it's not wise to compare ourselves So we won't do that, Lord. We won't put ourselves in self-inflicted depression and stress. Devil, you are a liar. We don't receive the pressure to perform or the pressure to possess. We are already loved. We are already accepted by a loving Father. So Lord, let us trust your pace. Yeah, provide at your pace. And we trust you in Jesus' name. We surrender what we believe success is. We surrender our timing and we just put our lives in your hands where they belong anyway. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, my life is yours. My success is yours. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands and say amen, everybody. Put a smile on your face. You're already successful. You're already amazing. You're already loved. You're already accepted. Your identity is secure. 
Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you are blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.